Hello, I'm with Thomas Muller-Marksberger, the chair of the Ipsasby Consultative Advisory Group. Thomas is going to give us an outline of the issues discussed at the CAGS meeting on June 26, 2017 in Luxembourg. Yes, John, thank you very much and welcome everybody to the CAG podcast. On the uh, June 26th, the CAG had its third meeting, this time hosted by Eurostat in Luxembourg. Again, the agenda was very heavily loaded and the CAG had very intense discussions. The agenda started with the invention of implementation issues as a new standing agenda item. As an introduction to this agenda point at this meeting, Delphine Moretti from OECD gave a presentation covering a study on rationalizing government fiscal reporting, lessons learned from Australia, Canada, France and the UK on how to better address users' needs. The presentation covered main reasons why governmental reporting, despite of an increase in transparency over the last years, still in many cases does not meet users' needs. According to the study, very often the information is too late, too much or lacks any contextual background. The discussion of the outcomes of this study perfectly prepared the ground for the then following session on strategy and work plan. Based on the presentation of the chair of the IPSSB, uh, Ian Carruthers, the group discussed the public interest issues that need to be considered, the priorities between the strategic themes and potential approaches to consultation and outreach. A general concern was that, um, and this actually had its start already in the December meeting of the CAG, whether those who are tasked with adoption decisions are really interested in accountability and how to overcome that. Main recommendations of the CAG were the IPSSB be prepared to consider implementation issues which are increasingly coming up and to develop an approach to improve public sector accounting literacy. In terms of standards projects, given that the ISB has limited big ticket projects on their current working plan, the CAC thought the IPSSB should give priority to closing major gaps in public sector specific issues compared to IFRS convergence. Acknowledging that accrual is still new for broad parts of public sector, the CAG recommended to prioritize the promotion of accruals information usage, whereas supporting IPSA's adoption was seen as a longer-term ambition for the board. When discussing potential approaches to consultation and outreach, the CAG recommended the board trying to increase its visibility in the media by linking its work to global social or fiscal issues. In other words, subjects that matter for citizens, such as income inequality, improvement of infrastructure or an environmental sustainability. Furthermore, the CAG acknowledged the fact that standards drive behaviors of politicians and administration. And on that basis, the CAG recommended that the board should better analyze and explain the impact of new or amended standards on society and economy to create wider constituent engagement and interest. In the work plan and report back session run by the technical director, John Stanford, the CAG had again the possibility to understand sequencing of current projects and the changes in time in timing looking forward. It was in this session when the CAG explicitly praised the transparency of the extensive report back document, explaining how input of the CAG was considered by the board. 
In terms of specific projects, the CAG started with the discussion of public sector measurement. The CAG provided overwhelming support for the project. In terms of measurement basis, firstly, the CAG recommended securing clarity on terminology, especially when dealing with terms like fair value, market value, or current value. The clear advice in this context was not to confuse constituents by deviating from IFRS 13 when using the term fair value, but to seek as much convergence with IFRS as possible, including consideration of a standard comparable to the fair value standard. With view on GFS, alignment should be considered as far as possible with clear explanation of differences. A further project being discussed in detail was public sector-specific financial instruments. The CAC provided overall support for the existing scope of the project, as there are differences in accounting practices. However, the CAC recommended the board to minimize resource implications of this project by attaching it to the update of Ipsos 28-30 project and emphasizing the analogies with existing financial instruments accounting. An approach to the project where the Ipsos B would develop a comprehensive accounting framework for central banks was not supported by the CAG. A significant part of the CAG time was invested in the discussion of social benefits. The CAG clarified that if there is a present obligation, the liability should be recognized on the balance sheet. The CAG, however, did not identify a single point in time, though, where the obligating past event for social benefit occurs. Clarity existed within the CAG, however, on the fact that the existence of funding being available for settling the liability should not be an issue impacting recognition. However, the CAG had different views on whether valid expectations of beneficiaries to actually receive benefits in the future should play a role, especially under circumstances where governments based on their ability to change legislation have done so in the past to cut benefits due to scarce resources. In general, individual CAG members outed whether measurement uncertainty in itself is sufficient reason not to recognize social benefits and requested consistency with other long-term obligations involving comparable measurement uncertainty. Concerning the intended application of the insurance approach, the CAG supported the use of IFRS 17 for fully funded programs in cases where the criteria of the standards are met. Last but not least, the CAG briefly discussed the update of the cash basis project. Whereas the CAG supported moving some specific disclosure requirements to the section of recommendations, in general, the group warned the board for lowering the bar of the cash basis requirements too much. When doing so, in the view of the CAG, the standard would become less useful as a stepping stone to the accrual ipsos. In terms of a specific discussion result, the CAG did not support the move of the consolidation requirement from requirements to recommendations. Discussing the future of the cash basis standard, the CAG understood the limited motivation to invest too much resources into this standard going forward. But at the same time, the CAG had strong concerns on the notion of an expiry date for the cash basis Ipsos or on publicly noting that the Ipsos B would not further support the standard going forward. 
At the end of the agenda, the CAG for the first time conducted the chair election procedure in the closed session. In summary, the third meeting again saw very constructive discussions with tangible results, which were fed into the Ipsos B discussion. I want to thank staff, led by Ross Smith, for again having prepared very focused agenda papers as a discussion base. In the next upcoming meeting, the strategy and work plan discussion will be continued. And beyond that, the CAG agreed to have an in-between meetings conference call after having reviewed a first draft often consultation paper on this topic. Thomas referred to the CAG election in the closed session at the end of the meeting. I'm pleased to note that Thomas was unanimously elected as CAG chair for a three-year term starting on July the 1st, 2017. On behalf of Ipsasby Chair Ian Carruthers, Ipsasby members and Ipsasby staff, I'd like to congratulate Thomas on his election. I'd now like to close this podcast. Thank you for listening and note that the next CAG meeting will be on December the 4th, 2017 in Toronto. You can register to attend this meeting as a member of the public gallery by referring to the Ipsasby website www.ipsasb.org. Thank you for listening and we look forward to speaking to you again in December.